0: Anna-Philippa, lovely to meet you.
1: Hi, Jeff. Lovely to meet you, too. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, uh, It's lovely to see you. Um, Manta Catalogue Project is based in the Azores, but um, are you based there all of the time?
1: I'm usually based there, yes. Um, I'm actually in Scotland now, but that's because I'm finishing up my PhD, so I'm in the writing phase. Um, and I'm in Scotland, but yes, usually I'm based in the Azores Islands.
0: Just total curiosity, why why Scotland?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I'm working with genetics, um, population genetics, and I have a supervisor here at the University of Edinburgh. So I'm here to finish up the writing and I did all my lab work here as well. So that's why. <laughs>
0: Ah, okay, okay, great. Um, We were put in touch by uh, (laughs) Arlindo, sorry, get my tongue around that, um, Sarayou from Uh, Portugal.com. And he told me about your project. Can can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, so in the Azores, we we are very lucky. And we have, there's a lot of seamounts around the islands. These are volcanic islands right in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So basically, so you have an idea, we're more or less the same distance from New York as we are from Lisbon, actually. Um, and there's a lot of seamounts around the islands. These are basically like mountains underwater. And every summer, we have this um, specific species of um, mobula ray, which is from the same family as the Manta mm. uh, that people usually know a bit better. Um, and every summer they go there and they form these big groups. And this species is the sicklefin devil ray. So when I first went to the Azores, um, I started hearing about these aggregations. And it's not easy to study these animals in these really offshore places, you know, especially if they're only there for a couple of months a year. Um, and for manta rays. Um, there was already um, a lot of studies done with photo ID. So basically, we know that they have that spot pattern in their bellies, and that we can use pictures to identify each animal. So basically, the pattern is unique for every individual, a bit like our fingerprints. And I thought, well, you know, this species also has some kind of pattern. So maybe we can try this here. So that's where the project idea came from, <laughs> and it's been—it's gonna be the tenth year this year, actually. So um, I've been doing it ever since.
0: That's a fabulous project to be working on, and what—and what a super place to be doing it too. Yeah. Yeah, very lucky. So, ten years you've been doing this. What have you learned over that ten years?
1: mm-hmm So basically, these are always long term projects. So it means um, it takes a bit of time for us to gather the data. So basically, the idea was to involve all the divers, all the dive companies around the region that were interested in being part of the project and create this photographic database um, with pictures of animals from any year we could get. So one of the first questions in the beginning was, Are the same individuals coming back in different years or not? And now we are able to say that, yes, the same individuals come in different years to to the exact same place in the Azores. Um, Sometimes they are photographed after seven years, eight years, nine years, um, after the the first time that they were photographed. Then we get more images and the more images we get, the bigger the database so the bigger the chance we get a match. So it's taken some time, but we we now have some really interesting um, results. Like what? Uh, So we were also able to confirm, for example, that there's three species visiting the Azores. Ah. So in the beginning, um, we were not really sure. You had a lot of uh, old references, but with these species in particular, that they can be a bit hard to identify if you don't know. Um, so, at the moment, we are able to say that there's three species visiting the, the islands. One, the one I was telling you about, the sicklefin devil ray, is the one we see more often. So, we know that every year they go to those two specific sea mounts called Princess Alice near the islands of Fayal and Pico and Ambrosio near the island of Santa Maria. So, it's actually really predictable. So, we know between every year between... June, beginning of July until end of September, beginning of October, those animals are there. So the chance of seeing them is really, really high. Um, For the other species, so we have the oceanic manta ray as well. It depends on the year, so it's not so frequent. They are seen sometimes um, more frequently, some years more frequently than others. And then we have another species, which is a bit um, harder to see, which is the tail devorae.
0: Where do the um, where do the rays? I mean, it'll vary on the species, obviously. But where are they going when they're not with you in these zoos? Well,
1: that's that's the million dollar question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: now the the project is has been uh, you know I've, I've been working in close collaboration with Manta Trust and uh, trying to create uh, co- other collaborations in other places. Uh, For example, in the Canary Islands to see if we could get some other databases created so we can then compare them and see if there's any connectivity between these, um, these places in the Atlantic. And that's also part of the reason why I'm looking at the genetics of these animals to try and understand if what we have is, you know, a big global population or if there's different populations in different oceans. Um, to try and understand a bit more uh, what could be the patterns of migration of these animals. Um, Yeah.
0: Are you getting the same numbers back each year or are they increasing or decreasing?
1: You mean the number of submissions of pictures? or? No,
0: no, the the number of animals, individuals.
1: It depends a lot because this project is mainly based on or, or, solely based in citizen science, so we depend on the people that are diving in the Azores in the dive centers to send us their pictures. Um, so it depends a lot the number of images that we get. But if you mean, if, if the numbers of individuals in terms of abundance are growing or declining, um, it's it's a bit hard to to say because this will. So in comparison with other places where you have, for example, the reef mantis, they're they're fairly resident in the area. So uh, you see the you, you have a higher chance of uh, photographing, you know, the whole population and having a better idea of the whole population. While here we have this open population that is migrating and passing through the Azores. So we actually don't know what is the size of the population, or we don't have an estimate for that. Um, so the number of individuals that we have identified does not necessarily represent the size of the, of the population.
0: Yeah, I understand. Do you know uh, if the rays that you're able to monitor um, are healthy or not? And the reason I ask is that, um, particularly here in the UK, uh, we have a horrible legacy of pollution. Uh, we've got PCBs, we've got agricultural runoff, uh, industrial waste, etc., And it's causing huge problems with our marine life, especially the higher you go in the food chain. Uh, are you able to determine the health of the rays uh, out there in these Um,
1: So we do get some animals that either have Um, wounds from entanglement in either fishing gear or um, cables, sometimes moorings. We also get some animals that have some wounds from um, propellers, Uh, but it's with pictures it's a bit hard to just estimate that, but we, we do have a lot of pregnant females in the Azores, Um, which is interesting, really interesting. So, um, yeah, it's hard to say, but we do get animals that have, you know, hooks and um, they're entangled in fishing lines and and things like that. Uh, But in other parts of of the world, um, you have, for example, populations that have a high percentage of um, shark bites, for example, that sometimes can be quite severe uh, or boat strikes. In the Azores, not so much. So we do have, but it's not something that will be worrying.
0: Hmm. How long are you aiming for the project to last?
1: Well, um, ideally, we can just continue through time because the more, you know, the more, uh, the longer it lasts, the more information we'll be able to get about these animals. So these are always long-term projects. Um, And yeah, if, if, I can keep it going. Um, that would be amazing.
0: Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, for all sorts of reasons. I mean, it, it's it's an extremely worthwhile project. I, I do wonder often. Um, you know, we we put a lot of effort into gathering data about species, um, especially marine species. Um, <clears throat> but as this is happening, so the species of various sorts are declining through overfishing or pollution or entanglement, whatever. Um, Is is there any plans or is there any way that the information you're gathering goes to help physically protect those animals at this time?
1: Yeah, so the the whole idea about this project was to help gather information about these species that, at, at the time, was um, the their conservation status was actually data deficient, which means we didn't have information enough information to be able to assess their conservation status. And nowadays, they're classified as endangered. So the whole idea behind the project was to get baseline information about it so we could help inform um, possible plans uh, and management and conservation plans in the future. So that's also why we've been working closely with with Manta Trust, uh, because they've been doing also working in the conservation of these animals for such a long time. Um, And yeah, so the idea is to, we can get information about, you know, reproductive cycles or lifespan of the animals um, in the long run. So that will actually be quite important for conservation purposes.
0: Okay, yeah, great. Well, it's good to hear. <laughs> Lovely. It's 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 just been a, a thing that I've seen throughout my life is constant gathering of data, but it's it's not actually effectively used to protect whatever, whatever the species are. So it's it's nice to know things are are, are moving in a positive way. Yeah. You're doing this in association with uh, Oceanario, Um de Lisboa. Uh, can you tell me what part they play in this and, and how the relationship between you works?
1: Yeah, so um, Oceanário de Lisboa is an is, um, uh, aquarium in Lisbon and they've been supporting the project since 2017. Um, they support a lot of conservation projects and um, we came up with this um, idea of, so they basically wanted to come up with something that would help the project to become financially independent. So we decided to create this experience called Manta Conservation Experience. And the, the point of this trip is to receive divers that come to the Azores to actively like participate in the project have a hands-on experience, having workshops on photo ID, um, talks on these animals and spend a week just focused on um, doing the work we're doing in the Azores, um, and that's what we've been uh, we've been working on lately. So their mission is to um, work for conservation and, and try to help um, and and to support uh, all the all the Conservation projects that they have um, working people working on the species that they also have in the aquarium. So, I,
0: and I, I assume that all the information and photos and whatever information uh, goes back to the um, aquarium, and and that's in some way used for education with the people coming into the um, into the building, uh, as well as maybe schools. Uh, is that right? Yeah.
1: So? Yeah. yeah, so the Lisbon Scenarium has, has a really good um, education program and they do a lot of work with schools uh, all over Portugal, but also with schools that they receive in the building in, in the aquarium itself. So they do a lot of um, of education activities and programs.
0: Good. So important. So important. Yeah. Um, so generally, with with holidaymakers and the, and general public, if um, if they want to get involved or help in any way, what what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Um, so they could either go to mantacatalogazores.com, dot com, which is our website. So anyone that has been diving in the Azores and has seen these animals, if they want to um, send any pictures or reach out. They can do that to the website, and then if they want to know a bit more about that trip called Manta Conservation Experience, they can go to oceanarium.pt which is the oceanarium uh, website, and and there's all, all the information is there.
0: Perfect, perfect. And it's been great talking to you. <laughs> Thank you for Thank taking you. The time to do it. Thank um, you, Thank you for having me. Great. Um, wish you all the best with the project, hope it, hope it goes well. Thank um, you. Just one thought, um, ha- actually, how many of you are there? Uh, are you a team or are you doing this on your own?
1: Uh, I was doing this on my own for a while, but now I have, um, I have a team of five volunteers helping out with the photo ID um, work. Like, compar- we do all the comparison of the images manually so it's it's hard work um, and also now we have um a project in the canary islands that has just started and we have a team of i think four people there as well so yeah it's it's been growing which has been really good to see
0: yeah very good tell me what what drove you to to do this i mean what drives you to keep going with it and how did you start
1: um I was always very passionate about conservation, ocean conservation mainly. And um, I just think what um, kind of, um, I'm missing the word in English, sorry. Um, What led me to study these animals was just uh, since the first time I saw one of them in the water, they're just amazing creatures, very curious, and I was actually the first time I saw one. I was actually in Mozambique, and I had gone there to um, see and to work with whale sharks. But when I left, I was much more interested in the in the manta rays than <laughs> than the whale sharks, just because they're so they were so mysterious. We knew nothing about them. And I think once I got to the Azores, and I realized that was um, that species there as well, and the opportunity to study them. Nothing was being done, so I was. It was just the perfect opportunity.
0: Oh, excellent. Well, as, uh, as I say, I hope the project continues and uh, it continues well. So once okay. again, thank you very much.
1: Thank for- you, Jeff, Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Take care for now. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.